0: Rest. Okay, so uh, we're going to pick it up before we do. Um, the learning is being dedicated uh, for a couple things. First of all, Yehuda Pelef, the Hatzlach the Hochevra, that's learning the Daf, by Michael Rohlhaas, the Zechonishman, Gilabash Sloiman, Leah Bassafrain, and Shemashap and Leah, and a couple other people anonymously that it should be for their Hatzlacha and the family's hatslacha. And also, personally, it's my grandfather's yardside on Chavis, Barach Nov Teleheritsman, Rav Avram. His neshama was a very, very special man. So his learning the learning should be in his chus. Okay, so we're up to the Mishnah on Mem We're up to the Mishnah on the bottom. The Mishnah says as follows. Mishnah writes, sorry, just getting the place. The Mishnah says like this: If someone divorces his wife because she had a bad reputation. He heard things about her that weren't good. Lo Yachser, Chazal punished the person that he's not allowed to take her back. Now, what's the reason for this? There's two explanations. Normally you're allowed to remarry your divorcee unless you're a Kayyun or unless she marries someone in between. But Chazal in this instance, Chazal made a takana that if you divorce her for that specific reason, or Mishum Neder, or because she made vows and you don't want to be with someone who makes vows, in both of those cases, you're not allowed to remarry her. Now what's the reason? there's two explanations from the Gemara the first reason being, one reason is Mishum Kilkula, that because you're divorcing her for a specific reason you're divorcing her because she had better reputation or because she made Nedarim we're afraid that she's going to re- marry someone else. She'll have kids. And then you'll say, oh, you know what? I found out she doesn't have a ra- bad reputation. And the whole divorce was a mekach so It was a mistake. And we're really married. And those kids are mamzerim." In order to avoid that, we make it clear to the person that although you're divorcing her for that specific reason, it is an unequivocal divorce. Ad you can't take her back. Understand that. So we tell the husband that. And if he agrees, then fine. That's the first reason. Mishum kulkula. The second reason is that uh, it's to punish, it's to prevent the women from having bad reputations and from uh, making a nidarim. In order for them to realize the severity, we say, listen, this is going to lead to a divorce and there's no coming back. Your husband's never going to be able to remarry you. So it's either Mishraim Kilkula or because, as punishment towards the women. So the Gemara says... Rav Yehuda, Aymer, Rav Yehuda has a different take He says Rav Yehuda feels that there's no concern of kilkula We're not actually concerned that people are going to question Whether the divorce is good I'm not concerned about that He does feel that we should punish it To prevent women from doing these actions So therefore he feels that Chazal only did that for a, nedir, a nedir that A neder that was known to the public See Rav Yehuda feels that a neder that's publicly known Cannot be uh Removed by uh, the husband or by uh, a Chacham. So a nether like that is so severe that if she does it, then we punish her. So Rabbi Yehuda is only concerned, not Mishum kulkula. he's concerned that he doesn't like that it's that her behavior is not good, and they're only going to penalize her to ala- not allow her to ever remarry this man in a circumstance where the nether cannot be revoked. Such a severe nether, like a nether that's known to the public. Rabbi Meir Eimer, Rav Meir says, he has a different take. Kol nether she tzarech ha'kir ischacham lo'yachser. Be she'eine tzarech ha'kir ischacham yachser. Rav Meir is concerned about Kilkula. Rav Meir is feeling that he's concerned that if we allow them to remarry... I'm sorry, if that if, if that he's concerned that she's gonna marry someone else and the husband's gonna say, Oh, we only got divorced because she made a and I didn't realize and, and and I you know, I didn't realize the nether wasn't so bad, or I didn't realize I could do a Adharim, I did I would never have gotten divorced, and our mar- our divorce is not bad, uh, it's not a good divorce, and we're still married, and it could lead to questions of Mamzeris. Ramayr says that's only true for a nether that you have to go to a rabbi because then you could legitimately say had I known, I would have gone to the rabbi. I didn't know I would have gone to the rabbi. But a neder that the husband can revoke on his own, there are certain nadarim, right, things that affect their marriage, that that the husband could do atar as he could be made for the neder. That type of thing, everyone knows that the husband can be made for him, And if he chose not to, then how is he going to have a tiner? Right? We're concerned that he's going to say later on, oh, had I known, I would have gotten the neder revoked, and therefore the, ma- the divorce was not a good divorce. If it's a type of neder, what causes them to get divorced? If it's the type of nether, what type of nether is she taking upon herself that's leading to the divorce? If it's a nether that a rabbi can revoke, then her mayor says, yeah, I agree that he could say, Had I known I would have gone to the rabbi. But if it's the type of nether that. If it's a type of nether that the husband can revoke himself, if he chooses not to, then there's no There's No one could have a taina. Revelezer feels the opposite. Revelezer Rev. actually feels there's no problem of a nether that the hus- that the rabbi can remove. There's no concern why. Because Revelezer's ashita is that a man would rather, not, rather get divorced than to get a rabbi involved. Because it's embarrassing to go to a rabbi and bring in your personal business to him. So no one would ever say so if the type of nether... That end of the marriage was another that a rabbi could revoke. There's really no concern of him saying later on, "Had I known, had I known what, you would have gone to a rabbi. No, you wouldn't have, because you'd rather not get a rabbi involved." So the icker real reason to, that 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 we're concerned about, if it's the type of nether that the husband can revoke, then Rabbi Yezir feels that maybe later on he'll say, had I known? Meaning, rabbi feels People sometimes don't know that a, that a husband can revoke it. and he would say, had I known, I would have done this. So that's the Iker concern, that was the Iker Gezerah, and because of that they made all netherim, if you divorce your wife or a nether, it doesn't matter the reason why you can't take her back. But the Iker nether was not a nether that a rabbi can revoke because Rabbi Lezir feels that a person would not go to a rabbi Rather, the Iker nether that called was that, that we're concerned about is another that the husband could revoke. Okay, okay, fine. Um, Rav bar Yehuda, this last few lines don't really make much sense. The Gemara is going to explain it. Rav bar Yehuda says, the story goes in Sidon, that a man said to his wife, I accept a vow upon myself, unless I divorce you. Now, what he, the vow, what's the nature of this? Why it's here? Well, the Gemara will know this. He divorced her. And the Chum permitted him to take her back. He took an for the benefit of society. Now, none of that makes sense. The Gemara will clarify. Okay. We said originally that if you divorce your wife because of mitzvah shemra, because of bad reputation, or because she makes a darim, you can't take her back. What's the reason? So I mentioned this. We'll see it inside. Um, I'm Bar um, Nachman. Um, Nachman. says. It's only true if when he gave her the get, he said, Mishum shame Rani He didn't just say, I want to divorce. He said, I'm divorcing because of your bad reputation. Mishum Or because I'm divorcing because of your nether. So because he said that that was the reason why he's doing it, we're concerned, because and this explains the Mishah's concern, which is Mishum Kul We're concerned that the husband's going to ruin her second marriage by saying, I only divorce you because of that, as I stipulated, as I said. But now I realize that I could revoke remo- the vows. I can go to a rabbi get the vows revoked. Or I realize that your reputation is not so bad. So the divorce is not a really good divorce. We're still married and those are mamzer. Therefore, it's only a problem if he actually verbalized at the time of the divorce why he's getting divorced. Because then he could question later on. But if he doesn't stipulate why, he just says, I'm getting divorced because I don't love you anymore. So what are you going to do two years later? You're going to say, well, had I known, had you known what? You didn't stipulate the reason why you're getting divorced. If you verbalize it's because of another, because it Then you could see why it could lead to problems in the future. So this first version is that the reason why you're not allowed to take her back is because kilkula. But some say no, it has nothing to do with he's going to make a taina. It has to do with stam. We want to punish the woman so that she should know when she's doing these bad things that, listen, you know, this is leading to not just a divorce, but a divorce that you can never take back. And some say, according to this version, where it's really more of a punishment, then it's not, then we force him to say it. As he's getting divorced, we say, listen, tell her why you're getting divorced. Explain to her why. And then when he says it, then he can never take it back because it's, it's to punish her you have to say when you give her the get know why I'm divorcing you because of a bad reputation because you take nadarum upon yourself and once she knows that then she'll get the point and according to the second version it's to punish it's to prevent women from doing these things therefore in order to do that you got to actually verbalize he holds that the real reason is the real reason is that it's to penalize women from not to prevent them from going into these areas <laughs> so if you want to penalize them you got to tell them why you're punishing them so therefore according to this version it's not that we're concerned that if he says it then we're concerned it's going to lead to problems it's we make him say it if that's the reason why he's divorcing we tell her because we want him to understand want her to understand why they can never get divorced because of her actions so that maybe other women will stop doing this we have a brace at the backs of both both uh, versions. We have a brace of the backs of the first version, that it's Meshum Kilkula. Amr Meir because mayor said, Why is it that they say, That if you divorce your wife because of her bad reputation, you can never take her back? If you divorce her because of a vow, you can't take her back. It's because we're afraid that she'll marry someone else. And the matter that caused the reputation will be discovered to be nothing he's gonna say, "Had I known this, I feel how you nicely." I wouldn't have divorced you. And he's gonna claim that the get is Bottle and the children are mazir. Therefore, in order to avoid this concern, they say, "No." Once he divorces, there's not taking back. So you can't have any tainas in the future. If you're willing to forego this, go ahead. But if not, so we, it's mishum kilkula. And we have a Bryce that backs up the second lotion. We have a Bryce that backs up the second lotion because the Bryce says. How come if you divorce her for these reasons, you can't take her back? It's in order to make sure that women do not become reckless in these areas. Therefore, we tell the husband, like, tell her I'm divorcing you for this and this reason. Meaning that she learns the lesson. Okay. Review the Oimer so if Yehuda was not concerned about Kukula, Rav Yehuda is saying he's, he uses it more, He looks at it as more of a penalty, but we're only going to penalize Nedarim that are so severe which is Nedarim that cannot be revoked which are publicly known Nedarim now how does Rav Yehuda know that a Nedar that's known to the public cannot be revoked what's Rav Yehuda's source because the Pasuk says the givonim were people that lived in Eretz Yisrael when Yeshua entered they were afraid that they were, afraid they were going to get killed. So what they did was they pretended to be uh, travelers. And they convinced Yeshua that they were really coming far away land. So he made a treaty, he made a promise to be peace with them. When it was found out that they were actually fraudsters, Yeshua didn't kill them. Why? Seemingly because he made a nether to them. It was a publicly known nether. Oh, so you see there's no Atar Siddharth. Because if it was Atar Siddharm, just be mad in the nether and then kill them says the Jewish people did not kill the Givonim. because they made an oath to them. So you see, a publicly made oath cannot be revoked. So the Rabbon and had the Rabban respond, they feel a, 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 an oath made to the public could be annulled. So how do they how do they understand? They say it like this This isn't even a nether anyway. Forget about revoke. What do you want to do? You need tarzadarm? What's that Tarzadarm? The entire nether was made under false pretense. You don't need a Tarzadarm. The nether was I'll protect you because you're from faraway land. The whole thing was a fraud. You don't even need a tarzadarim. So if they wanted to kill them, they could have gotten out of the vow anyway, because the vow is bottle. So why didn't they kill them? Because it's a bad optic. It would make a chil Hashem that people would think that the Jewish people go against their word. So the reason why they didn't kill them is not because it's a neder, a berabim, it's a public known neder that you can't revoke. It has nothing to do with that. It's an, it, 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 had, it wasn't even a neder b'chalal because it was made under false pretenses. The reason why they didn't kill them is because it's a bad optic. They didn't make a Hashem. First of all, there's no nether at all. They, they said that we come from a distant land. It was a lie. A lie bone. It's not true. There was no shavu at all. So why didn't they kill them? Because it would create a God. It's a bad optic, but it has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with that. Therefore, it has it is no makar that a publicly known nether cannot be revoked. There's no makar for this. Now, Let's go into who the Shita. Rav the Shita is that a publicly known neder cannot be revoked. Er rabim, how many people have to hear about the neder for it to be public? Gimel, or says three. Or erasar, or says ten. Gimel, how does Rav Nachman know that three is public? Because the pasuk says. Because the the, the pasuk says like this. It says rabim. How do you define rabbim? So when it comes to a nida. And Azava, we have a drasha that Yomim is two, Rabim makes it three. So when it comes to Azava, the word Rabim, that if she sees blood three days in a row, she's Azava Gemurah, which means that Rabim means three. So Neder, Shahudabur Rabim, Rabim equals three. Ravitzka Kamar Asar, Ravitzka says ten. Why? Because he says, what's the mekar of Rav Yehuda from the Givonim? It said Ada. Ada, we know, is always ten. It's learned that from the Moragim. So Ravitzka Kamar Asar, the, the, said, Eda. Eda, know, the so, says, Okay. So you have Rav Meir and then Rav Laza. they argue. Rav Meir feels... They both believe that it's kilkel, but the argument is, which of the Nidarim Which of the nedarim is makes a Rev Rav, Rav, Rav Meir feels that the Icar concern is a nether that a rabbi could revoke, because that the guy can legitimately say later on, had I known, I would have gone to a rabbi. But a nether that the husband could revoke, everyone knows the husband could revoke, so what are you going to have a tiny later on? When are you going to say, had I known, I would have done it? You could have revoked it, and you lost your chance. No one could ever have a tiny Rav feels the opposite. No, he says, no, people can say, Oh, nether, had I known, I could revoke a vow. I would have gone. But a nether that a rabbi could revoke, that that there's no point in bringing up. Why? Because of a shita is, that it's better, a person would rather get divorced than get a rabbi involved. So no one could ever say, what, had I known a rabbi, then what, you would have gone? You wouldn't have gone anyway. So the ichor concern, according to Rehlazar, is a nether that a husband could revoke. The Gemara speaks it out. Mike and what's the crux of the machleg in Ramey and Rav Lazar? Remeir feels that a person would be happy to have his wife be disgraced and going to court to have the vow annulled. Therefore, if he finds out later on that it was a, a vow that a rabbi could annull, he could have said, oh, I would have sent my wife, and I didn't, and therefore the, ma- the get is bottle and the children are mamzein. Ain't about the issue of Rav Loza disagrees. He says, no, a person would not want his wife to go to Bezin. Therefore, if it's a type of nedar that a rabbi could revoke only, there's no concern that people would actually say that the marriage is annulled. Why? Because what are you going to say? Had I known I would have gone to Bezin, you wouldn't have gone to Bezin anyway. The Icah concern is a nedar that the husband could revoke. So then the Mishnah ended with this weird thing. It said there was a story in Sidon that a man made a nedar to his wife that if I, I'm i going to ask her something upon myself if I don't divorce you, and the rabbi's allowed him to remarry. Well, What's this talking about? What does it have to do with anything? This is what the Mishnah means to say. The Mishnah was talking about that if a husband divorces his wife because she has a bad reputation or because she's making nadarim, you can't take her back. Either because we're afraid that the husband is going to bring this up later on to question the get, or secondly, because to penalize the woman. What happens, though, if the man makes nadarim? So the Gemara says, When is this true that the husband can never take her back? So when she made Nidaram, because then you have those two concerns. But let's say they're getting divorced because he's making Nidaram and it's causing a machlaikas to him and his wife. Then Yaakse, he could take her back because what's the concern? He's the one who willingly chose to divorce her. So what's the concern? He's going to question it later on. He can't question it. He chose to divorce her because of his problems. And what are you going to say? That it's to penalize him? What's it going to penalize him? What's it going to do? Yeah. Um. So Taisus Rid says, "Why? Are, why isn't then a penalized penalize him? Because men generally don't make Nadarim to the same extent that women do." That's what he says. Okay, so therefore he could take her back. But Rabbi Isibu is not bringing a story to this. And the story goes in Sidan That a man said to his wife, I'll make a nether upon myself unless I divorce you meaning forcing himself to divorce you and then Gershon and then he divorces her and the Chum and him to take him back for the benefit of society now go to the next page my coin what did he asser upon himself unless he divorces her he said I asser all fruit upon myself which is a tough thing to live off unless I divorce you so they forced him to divorce her and then the Braise says they allowed him to take her back What? yeah it, why not? Mao you might think Shum Noson. Why would I think that he can't take her back? There's no problem over here. So what what what's the Khidish of the Bryce? So you might think Because of Rav Noson Rav says basically, I'll see it outside, we'll see it inside. Noson was very against making the Dharm. So you might think that is a penalty for carrying out the nether. We should have it that they don't they don't take her back. That he's not allowed to take her back. Come no. The Gemara says the time of Noson Noimer, Hanoi, banabama. If you make a nether, it's as if you built a bama an altar that's not asked by Hashem. And if you fill the nether, it's like you're bringing a carbon on the bubble. Meaning unless you get it annulled by fulfilling the vow, it makes it even worse because then it's like, oh, it became like the Dharma are an option. So you might think because the Dharma is so frowned upon, we should penalize him. No, there's no penalty. Then the Mishnah ended off the story that they allowed her to take it back when they tikkun an for the benefit of society. Well, benefit of society the first part of the mission is benefit of the society that if she's if he divorces her because of her ill ill reputation, that's to help society. I understand that you can't take her back because it's gonna to lead to questions of Mamzeris. That's benefiting society, but allowing him to remarry her in the second part of the Mishnah, what's the benefit of society? My yikka. So I'm or said is going on the first part. That once you divorce her you can't take her back for the benefit of society. Ravina says if Ravina says no, really it's going on the end of the Mishnah what it means the end of the Mishnah means that if you divorce her you're allowed to take her back because there's no concern of benefiting society to prohibit you okay now fine the previous Mishnah was assuring if a man divorces his wife for specific reasons because of nidarim, because of ill reputation you can't take her back the Rabbanan felt because either uh, to penalize her or because Mishim kilkula that we're afraid that uh, the husband's gonna question, put into question the divorce. Rav Yehuda then said, No, it's only because of a penalty, and therefore it only applies to a neder that's publicly known, because that's a very severe neder. Now, remember that. Let's do the next mission. The mission says, A man divorces his wife because he thinks she's an islandess, which is a woman who's uh, medically cannot uh, have children. He divorced her for that reason. The halacha is, Rav Yehuda you can't take her back. Why? because, same thing, what happens? He divorces her for that reason. She marries someone else. Then he finds out she's not an islandess, or he finds out she, he, the, he, you it know, was under false pretenses, and he's going to say, oh, had I known, I would never have divorced you. That divorce was in Chal. And therefore, your children are Mamzerim. In order to avoid that concern, they made it clear, if you divorce them from an islandess, you, you, you can never take her back. But notice over here, Rev Yehuda is the one who's saying that we're concerned of Kilkula, that he's going to bring into question, which was not the case of reviewed in the previous mission. Okay? say <laughs> you can take her back. Which is also a contradiction, because in the previous mission, chacham were concerned about Kilkula, and now they're not. Okay. Nisis let's say you divorce a woman because she ha- you think she's an islandist. Now, because she's an islandist, she doesn't get a ksuba. She marries someone else and has children. Then, so she's obviously not an islandist. Now she wants a ksuba. So, Amr Rev Yehuda says, Oyemala, tell her, Shtikusacha Yafmed Recha. Let it go. Because if you start bringing it up, it, your silence is better than your words. I'll tell you why. You start bringing up that you want your ksuba back, he's going to start saying, You know what? You're right. You're not an islandist. That means our divorce is not hal. It means the children are So let her not bring it up. Bichlal. So Rev Yehuda again is repeating himself that he's concerned of kilkel. Says the Gemara, Lememra, you see from this mission Rev Yehuda Chayashukul, Rev Yehuda is worried about kilkel. Rabban aloy Chayashukul, or not." The problem is, as I pointed out with the Mishnah, it's the opposite. It's a straight-up contradiction. to The previous Mishnah, the Mishnah said the Tanakhama says that if you divorce your wife for these two reasons, you can't take her back because of kilkel. Rav Yudah Oimer called neder shiadeh baram liyafser. Rav Yudah says, no, there's no kilkel issue. I'm not worried about kilkel. I'm worried about penalizing her. Shiadeh baram liyafser. Therefore, it's only by a neder that is publicly known. Alma, Rabbanu Chai should or a straight-up contradiction. So Amr Shmuel Epech. Shmuel says switch the names reverse it. I so wait a minute. So you, you fixed the first part of the mission. So Rav Yehuda is now no longer considered Misham Kilko. What by the end of the mission, Rav again said it's better to be silent because we're worried that he's going to start. Bring up questioning the divorce. So, if you then again in the Mishnah and the end of the Mishnah, also is Mishnah Kilkel. So, you, you switch the first part. What about the second part? So, you're going to see the Gemara say, switch the second part too. Again, Rev. Huda is concerned about Kilkel. So, the Gemara says, switch both. Okay. So, you switch both Mishnahs to make it work. A bias is no. Really, you don't have to switch it. The answer is like this. Really, Rabbi Yehuda is concerned about Kilkel in both Mishnahis. And that's why over here, he says, you should not divorce, if you divorce a woman because she's an islandist, we're afraid you can't take her back. Because if you could take her back, then we're afraid that he's going to start questioning. He's going to say, oh, had I known she wasn't an islandist, I wouldn't have divorced her. And it's going to lead to problems. Therefore, you tell her across the board, no good. So he is concerned about Kilkel. So how come the previous Mishnah, he's not? The previous Mishnah... When it comes to divorcing a woman because of Nedarim, he's not concerned about it unless it's a publicly nether, but a regular nether, he's not concerned. Why aren't you concerned the same thing, Kilkel? The answer is, I'll tell you what, Because he holds, there's no concern of Kilkel practically. What's the concern of Kilkel? You're going to say, by a nether, right? You divorce her because of an oath, because she makes two tuna, shardarim. you say, I have to divorce her. What's the concern? She marries someone else has kids, and later on you say, you know what? I just realized... I could do a Taras by a rabbi. Or if it's the type of nether that the husband could revoke, you say, I realize I could do, I could revoke the nether. I shouldn't have divorced her. Oh, false pretenses, the ghetto's and Chal, mamzer. Ravida says, I'll tell you why that's not a problem. Nether that a rabbi could revoke, he follows Rav Elazar, who feels that a, a person would rather not get a rabbi, about he'd rather get divorced. He, he would never even bring it up and say, what? I would have done what? I wouldn't have done anything differently. And by a nether of the husband could revoke, he follows Rameyer, who says, everybody knows that a husband could revoke a vow. So you can't have that time either. So it's it's due to a technicality. Meaning Rabbi Yehuda is actually concerned about Kilgul in general. But when it comes to the Adarim, he's not. Rabbi Yehuda Bit regarding a nether that you need a rabbi sa'vok that a person would rather get divorced than bring a rabbi involved. So there's no concern about him questioning that. and it's a nether that the husband could revoke Now. By the way, the the if you divorce because of bad reputation, then Rabbi the agree with the Rabbanon that you can't take her back. so we answered Rabbi Yehuda's contradiction. Rabbi the Kasha, How do you explain the Rabbanon? Right? the Rabbanon in the previous Mishnah are concerned about Kilkel, and in this Mishnah they're not. So how do you explain that? So Amar Rava, says Rabbi Yehuda the Kasha. we already answered. The Rabbanon, the Rabbanon Kasha, the Rabbanon also are not a problem. Man Rav Meir The Omar be Tanai The answer is Rav, Rav Meir's concern, Rav sheet is that whenever you make a tonight You need what's called a Tanai Kafel Tonight Kafel means that you can't just say first part You need both So if I say like If I show up tomorrow I'll give you $10 According to Meir, that's not a good tonight. You have to say if I show up tomorrow I'll give you $10 And if I don't show up I don't give you $10 You need both sides for it to be a legitimate tonight. It has to do, it's learned out from Bnei God Bnei Rubin. Moshe Rabbeinus deal with the, the Bnei God Rubin staying on the opposite side of the Yardin. So the answer to our Mishnah of a contradiction in the Mishnah between this Mishnah and the previous Mishnah and the Rabbanon are we concerned about Kilko? The answer is like this. It depends what the person said. In both cases, the person is divorcing his wife and he's saying, I'm divorcing you because of A or B. right? Because of Nedarim, because of an islandist because of bad reputation what's the concern? the concern is later on those things are not going to be relevant anymore and he's going to say oh had I known I wouldn't have divorced you it's just a matter of when he verbalized the divorce if he said I'm divorcing you because of bad reputation that's it then that's not a good tonight Everyone, he knows it's not a good tonight and therefore he can't question it again but if he says I'm divorcing you because of bad reputation and then he adds and if not for the bad reputation I would not have divorced you so he does a tonight cuff both sides that's when we're concerned that's, That's the Rabba shita. Tysis is about It's a kasha. It's, it's a strange gemara because if you verbalize both sides, then why is it kill climbing? Then the whole get should take of you bottle. Okay, it's a good kasha, but it's not for now finish up the daf, it's Friday, we'll do it quickly, the Mishnah says, if you willingly sell yourself and your children as slaves to a guy, if he does willingly, we're not going to redeem you, because it's putting a financial strain when you do this optionally, it wasn't like you were taken as captives, you stabbed you sold yourself, so enjoy yourself, but we will redeem the children, um, we will redeem the children after the father dies, because the children did nothing wrong, uh, by the way, also similarly, if you just sell your children, we'll, we'll get them out. But if a person willingly sells himself as a, to a guy, then, we'll, we'll, then it's going to create chaos. Why? Because he's, he's, he's short $1,000. So he's like, okay, I'll sell myself as a slave to a guy, I'll work. I'll get some money off this, get some cash, and the Jews will uh, redeem me. So no, 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 we're not doing this. To benefit society, we're not doing this. You're doing this willingly, it's on you. But says the Gemara, It's only true if he sold himself three times. Once he does it three times, then we're like, okay, too much. Once? Okay. Three times? That's enough. Hanu b'nei bei Michsi. There were these residents of Michsi. Zuzi They borrowed money from a guy. They couldn't pay it back. So, they were taken as slaves. Now, this is similar to them giving themselves up, because they kept on borrowing money, knowing they can't pay it back. So, they came in front of Ravuna to ask if they can be uh, bought bought by the Jews. Amilah, my Avaluch. He said, What am I supposed to do? You did Tanana. In Poitano, I said you did this willingly. You borrowed money, but you knew you couldn't pay it back. We're not we're not saving it. I revaba I thought it's only true if you did it three times. Amrlay, Hani Maraghala Ragiludchi. They've done this multiple times. This is not the first time they've borrowed money and been seized by Goyim to pay off their bills. They've done this multiple times. I will stop here.